Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. We're going to call this episode, Who Do You Think You Are? Because that is the one thing that I heard the most about last week's podcast. And I don't mean by people being negative. I mean, when you guys took that energy and went out into the world, a lot of you were asked, well, who do you think you are? And so a lot of you came back to me with that, like, hey, I really like your energy and I totally dig what you're saying. But, you know, when I applied this attitude in my own life, I was brutally rebuffed. And I'm not really sure how to answer that because it's embarrassing. And like if somebody actually has the guts to ask you, who do you think you are? Uh, Which in and of itself is a really demeaning question, right? We're all somebody. So to, to, to put it that way, when one is asserting themselves or standing up for oneself, it's really diminishing. So let's start there, right? Let's start with this really demeaning question and all the different iterations of it that you may come across. So for example, I have a lot of fans in South Asia, India, what's up, Pakistan, Bangladesh, the whole region. Um, And a lot of girls wrote me after the last episode and were like, you know, when I applied that in my own life, the response I got was, well, you're not Umber. So don't try to be like Umber. So that's, that hits on another thing that we should talk about. And it's, it's so related. So we have this unsaid grooming that happens with women in our culture, just in, just in the global culture at this point, right? Because social media and media in general is global. So it's hard to now pick apart culturally where this started and where isn't it's everywhere is what I mean so there is this unspoken understanding that if you are a certain list of requirements you know if you have if you fill a certain list of attributes and you check all those boxes then you are allowed to have respect for yourself then you're allowed to stand up for yourself then you're allowed to assert yourself um, perhaps even go so far as to uh, claim your rights, you know, and, and what you want to associate with and not associate with. You see now how I am still having to deal with just having said no to one man and how much he is like still trying to affect my career, my reputation, everything. You see it just from saying no, just from saying no. So, There is this weird tactic uh, (laughs) that the establishment, and I don't mean like just men, I mean, for sure, I mean also lots of women. Um, And and what they do is the tactic is to say, hey, you know, if such and such person who uh, checks all these boxes or for some reason has a certain amount of power, money, whatever, they are allowed to be that way as a woman. But you, you are not. Well, why not? Because the implication there being that to have those basic rights, to have the basic human right to assert yourself and respect your own boundaries, you have to be extra super special as a woman, right? That's the implication that a quote unquote ordinary woman, which is like, who is that? Show me like an actual ordinary woman. Like, What does that even mean? That's such a contradiction in terms like ordinary what? But to it within that mindset of control, right? and oppression, there is this standard that is just like you're choked with it, you're strangled with it, that you are not allowed 
to uh, be in any way, uh, far be it combative, you know, but just even stern, even to be serious, excuse me, even to be serious is seen as the right of a precious few. You know, you've heard this uh, rhetoric before. Oh, well, she's real cute. That's why she always has an attitude. Right? It's this kind of thing. So if you uh, fill a certain, you know, uh, list, if you check all the boxes, then you can be serious. Or your, let's say your um, attitude will be tolerated. That's the best it gets, you know. It's that we're not even approaching respect at this point, even for the ones who've got all the the boxes checked, nothing, not even close, not even close. Even those women are just being tolerated. Why? Because she cute. So you can see that the entire uh, supposition that this is based on is so erroneous. It's so damaging, right? And so buying into it on any level is damaging. uh, The the Taoist in me would say that even talking about this is damaging. But I also realized after the response I got from last week's episode that there are a lot of you out there who really truly do feel the way I feel inside. And yet when you try to exhibit that sort of belief and love in yourself and you are serious, when you are serious, that people have a tendency to, um, you know, they show you something that perhaps has been really hidden up until now. It's It's been simmering under the surface. You may not yourself have realized that you are either being controlled or manipulated or something, right? You may not have realized it until you popped your head up a little bit and and you got slammed back down. It's like, wait, wait a second. Hold on. I thought I was free to assert myself whenever I wanted. I just hadn't done it. And so when you get the spirit, you know, of like, I'm something, you know, and I don't care if that's because uh, I live up to your standards uh, or your demands of what my body should look like and what I should act like or not, you know, because that's the other one. It's not just that you have to fill all the physical requirements, you also have to have this really docile, timid nature because that's what men like. And so that's what they like to promote. You know, that's what they like to have instilled in women early so that they're easy to deal with. Um, You know, I don't really know any other species of animal where the female is docile. I think you'd be hard pressed to find one. So it seems really unnatural to me, actually. And when you see a strong woman, and I'm going to use what to some would be a scandalous example, but I, you know, let's take the, okay, yes, scandalous example in that it's the Cosby show, but I'm talking about Felicia Rashad. When you see like an actual serious, fierce woman uh, in any sort of a relationship, you realize that, that she is such an asset to anyone and everyone that she's around, right? And that docile, demure women are in a lot of ways the beginning of the end for someone who's trying to better themselves, make it, be more than they are, be successful. Because instead of having a really intelligent sounding board, you've got somebody who just really wants to agree with you and keep you happy. So that's just another version of having like a yes man around. This is what I honestly think is going on with Kanye. A lot of you have been asking me like, what do you think is going on? 
I really think it's as deep or as superficial as he's with someone who's not very bright and is and has been groomed to be really girly and docile and baby voice and sex objectifying like the whole aesthetic is like sex toy it's all very um use me right so of course that appeals to the gemini you know personality but i think what has happened without him realizing is that you know he has this demure thing that i think every man thinks he wants Except that you start realizing that you're spinning your wheels and you're not getting anywhere. Because that timidity, you can't survive with a female like that. Like if you put this in terms of the jungle and every other animal in the world, the females are fierce because uh, if you're going to rear children or even have children together, you know, even like do the thing to have kids, you need a smart, alert partner who's looking around, who knows what's up or else, you know, you could both die. So I think that he's out there in the jungle or in the savanna, on the savanna, and he's got all these grand um, ideas and thoughts and a million of them in every different direction. And instead of having a fierce, strong, uh, serious, comes back to that word again, that dirty word, you know, a serious woman to, to have like a serious hand on him and be like, yo... You know, because that's the thing that's really offensive, isn't it? About the whole like what Kanye said and the way he put it in his album was that his wife called him and said, that's it. This will finish us or this will end us. You know what my question is? How come that call wasn't um, what the fuck did you just say? How could you say that? How could you do that to your mother's memory? How could you do that to the memory of? the people over the 500 years of oppression and slavery and brutality and everything like yo what the fuck did you just say and you need to get back out there right now and fucking apologize for all of this like I'm serious I'm not kidding with you why didn't the conversation go that way because if the conversation had gone that way he would have done it and if he would have done it things would be a lot different not just for his career because I'm not worried about that but just in terms of people's hearts and how people feel so it's a really good example I'm not trying to take shots at her and I love him so I don't really like taking a shot at him either it's more to prove this point that men think they want a certain thing you know for a lot of men I think what the Kardashians represent because it's not about their looks I think that that's false I really do yes they created a new aesthetic but like I talked about in the Aries Halloween video it's not that new an aesthetic like Lebanese girls have looked like that forever they they tapped into something which is incredible and in its own way it's uh, been quite a ride but that's not what it is that attracts men to them what attracts men to them is the blankness. The thing that Joel McHale, when he was on that like show where they would make fun of other shows on comedy. I, I forget what it was called now. Oh my God. I can't believe I'm forgetting it. Um, but he always said that they were dead behind the eyes. And although it is disturbing, I think what he's actually saying there, it's that blank face it's that like I don't I'm not thinking like I don't have a thought in my head I'm not going to oppose you in any way I'm not in any way a threat and so 
what you're seeing now is what happens to men when they actually get to follow through on what they think they want and what, by the way, everything around them is training them to want, right? So let's get into an even you know, more controversial subject, porn. Yeah, this is why a lot of guys hate when their girlfriends listen to me. Because, and then there's a lot of woke-ass dudes who love when their girlfriends listen to me because they're like, yo, listen to this, porn. So now we know through books like Psycho-Cybernetics that when you watch somebody do a perfect pirouette, right, if you go to the ballet, you'll notice the next time that you go to just dance a step or something, you're a bit more graceful. If you watch the master's you go see it, you walk around with them while they're playing, or you watch the masters on TV. You'll notice that the next time you swing a club, you'll have a little more rhythm in it. Why? Because the way our mirror neurons work and the way our muscles work, when we watch something happening, our mirrors on a micro level, just they do micro contractions because they are mimicking what they are seeing. You are also training the unconscious, the subconscious mind to the movements that you are seeing because you are equating those movements with someone who is really good at what they do. So there is this unconscious imprinting that is happening. We know that unconscious imprinting is far more powerful than conscious printing. If you are into this and you are really into reprogramming your subconscious, which we can talk about next week, then Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz is the book for you. It will change your life. It is called the Golf Bible. The Green Bay Packers used it when they were at their height. Uh, Every one of the coaches carried it around in their back pocket. I would get it on audiobook and listen to it over and over again for a month. So, Having said that, when you read that or when you listen to that, then come back to this because you'll be like, oh my God, what she's saying right now is like, whoa, so porn. So when you're engaged in watching that stuff, especially as a man, because you have to realize porn is on a psychological level, it is geared towards men because they are really easy to program when they're in that state of arousal. And that's who you want to program because they're the ones that are running shit, right? So, so far, so far. So, when they watch it, there are subtle and not so subtle cues. They are perfectly timed. They are perfectly placed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a science at this point. And what they are taught through that is a basic dehumanization That's what it is. No matter how else they put it to you, no matter how they package it for you, we know about the effect that it has on the brain. We know about the effect effect it has on well-being. We know about the effects that it has on interpersonal relationships, even people you're not sleeping with. It changes your brain because your brain is neuroplastic. Whatever you engage in and expose it to over and over again, the brain will change to accommodate what you're doing, what you're seeing, and by the way, what it thinks it's engaged in. So just like you can watch the masters on TV and get a little spring in your step and a little tempo to your swing the next time you go play golf, in the same way, you are absolutely carrying around the... the, the for, I mean, for lack of a better word, the hate that you see in a lot of the pornography that's out right now. Like it's, it's, it's dehumanizing, it's brutal, it's violent, 
there's this whole element of humiliation that is like I think it's fairly new but also like I wouldn't really know this is just what I've stumbled onto here and there and been like oh god my eyes or oh god my mind please I didn't never needed to know that but at the same time yeah I did need to know because I had no idea that what we were doing out here now is like sticking plastic objects down women's throats until they puke right and like humiliating them the whole time and then making them eat the puke and this is somehow sexual that's not sexual this is what happens to men when you teach them how to brutalize women and you physically show them over and over again how to do it sooner or later their appetite is becomes concentrated you're show yeah you're showing them all this like bondage and beating and there's rape porn and there's like super violent porn there's all this stuff right you're showing them all that but at some point because we're neuroplastic and these synapses are being traveled again and again and again no matter how shocking it is it becomes mundane it becomes just another thing and it doesn't arouse you in the same way because there's only so much you can cut at that there's only so much you can sharpen a knife before it dulls again right that's from the Tao Te Ching. If you sharpen a knife too much, it'll dull again. So, so when that happens, now you break it down to the next level, which is fuck the sex. It's not even about the sex anymore. You see, the sex was always an excuse. It was the way to, it was the, it was a way to get male attention. And I think I mentioned this in one of the strange ramblings where when the U.S. invaded Iraq, one of the first things they did before anything else was disseminate pornography on the main streets of Baghdad and what the general said was the commanding general at the time said we just made one-third of the young male population obsolete you'll never hear from them again they'll never fight they'll never be part of an insurgency they're not they're nothing to worry about because you've just taken them completely out of the equation because of what it does to you and what it does to you which you don't realize it's doing is that it dehumanizes, of course, it's teaching you how to dehumanize a woman. But what men don't get is that when they are taught to dehumanize women and they start to think that way, they're dehumanizing themselves. So how does it happen? The way it happens is just like your swing, your golf swing is affected by watching a master, you know, swing a club in the same, you, you've just transferred over some of that, you know, let's call it master energy, Okay. That winning feeling, that's another term from psychocybernetics. You, you've transferred that into you because you sat there and your mind saw it, your unconscious mind saw it, your muscles felt it, boom. So in the same way, replace that winning feeling that the golfer is exhibiting or that diver or that ballet dancer and replace it with what feeling that man has for that woman. Now... I, I'm going to assume that most of you have watched a lot more porn than I have. I've seen like three, like 15 minute clips of porn in my life. And I think the last one I saw was that shit on Netflix where I didn't even know it was about porn. I'm so pissed because I thought it was a fucking documentary. And then all of a sudden it was all this shit. And I was like, oh God. But then I was like, oh God, I really needed to know this because this is fucking ridiculous. Like we're reaching new lows here that are super, super dangerous. So, you know what those movies are like you know what the basic assumptions that are being made are you know that brutalizing women treating them like it's not treating them like nothing is just par for the course right so 
then you take a little bit of that energy. What's that energy? That's dehumanizing women. That's brutalizing women. Now you have a little bit of that energy, just like you have that energy from that golf swing, right? Same. Now take it to the next level. Now, even that's not enough, right? So you're just looking at women differently. You're talking to them differently. You can always tell a guy who watches a lot of porn because he can't keep his eyes to himself. His eyes are all over the place on every woman's ass, on every woman's boobs. He's always looking because he's being trained to just look at us like a piece of furniture. You know, if you were really into furniture, every time you saw a table, you'd be like, that's a nice, you know, if it was a nice table, but, but that's, that makes sense because it's a fucking object. Even that's kind of gross, right? Even that's kind of gross. You'd be like, chill with the tables, yo, like or enough, right? So they have all these programs now they have all these directions that have been given to them in moments of heightened awareness right when they're really turned on and each message is like this person this thing is not a person this is just a thing that's used for your amusement this is just a thing to use to get you off that's why the woman can be as fake as she wants in the porn the guys know she's faking it they don't give a fuck it doesn't have to be realistic have you ever thought about why Why do we just assume that that's how it has to be? It doesn't have to be realistic because they're not being trained or they're not being, you know, programmed to love women and love getting women off. That's bullshit. The reason the women can be as fake as possible and it's actually preferred that they're they're faking it is because they want the guy to know. They want the guy to be able to feel like she doesn't want to do this. She's being made to do this and she's acting like she likes it. That's what gets them off. You see that? Because it's their will that's being imposed. It's rape culture. It's rape culture. Nobody wants to say that, but that's what it is. And so you have these men that are walking around that are programmed by all types of shit. And that's just the most overt. Let's not even get started on the super subtle stuff, right? That's all around us all the time. So that rape culture, porn culture, trained these men through the 80s, through the 90s, through the 2000s to really like a specific type of blow-up doll woman. And that woman, you know, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. Leave me a voice message and I'll play it in the next podcast. If there's a bunch of strong, serious, smart women in these porn movies who are putting these men in their place and like letting them know what time it is. Because I would love to be wrong about that. But from what I can tell, right, from what I can tell, it's a lot of docile, demure, I'll let you do what I want, I'll let your friend do what he wants, you can all do what you want, you can even like choke me until I gag and throw up, right, and you can humiliate me and my ethnicity and where I come from and everything else about me the whole time you're basically trying to choke me, right, like this is what we've come to, is that I'm so demure, I I mean so little that you getting off however you need to get off because your appetite's becoming sharper and sharper and sharper, however you need to get off and however you need to use me to do it, go for it. This is the culture that you're up against when someone says to you, well, who do you think you are? This is the culture you're up against when you're looking around at these like men and you're like, y'all really fuck with the Kardashians like that? For real? Like, yay, for real? Yeah, for real. Because you're dealing with a population that doesn't understand themselves how they've been groomed to want exactly the thing that is 
horrible for them. And what is it at the end of the day? It's, yo, a doll can't give you feedback. A doll can't give you feedback. And if you don't have feedback, you forget how to behave and how to live. Everybody needs feedback. We're a social animal. We need to bounce off each other. And we need authentic feedback when we bounce off each other. That's, you know, interaction. Again, interaction breeds intelligence. We need to interact. But those interactions are false when you're dealing with either gender and they're giving you this docile, demure, what they think you want to hear and what they think you want to see of them. It's just, it's not, it's not going to do anything for you. Let me put it this way. Do you think that Ye's clothing, his designs, everything would be way, way more dope if Kim had her own style and he wasn't always having to dress her? If he was with somebody, for example, I don't know, I can't even think of who it would be. But if he was with somebody that like a Badu type of woman who was wearing all types of shit and had her own style and he could look to that and be inspired. you Like, do you see how much more of a like how many more dimensions would be added to what is already so great like that's what I mean I mean that there is no redeeming quality to the type of partner that men are being groomed to want and what it's leading to on a larger scale here it's just feeding into another completely toxic world which is the social media world why do you think so many guys have like mad girls everywhere and then like one ends up like all of a sudden he's like married to one and the six of them are like wait what hold up you went and like got like a whole wife from where when when did this happen because when you have a bunch of people who have been bred to think a certain way and you're just like you're just another blow-up doll they may be really really good people but what they're being programmed with it's subtle and it's really insidious so to them it's like six dolls right and then the other arm of social media is hey how how about we all look like dolls Hey, how about we make these particular people who look like super fuck dolls, how about we make them super, super popular? And then you guys can all look like dolls and we're already training them to treat you like dolls. And then great. Well, when, what happens with sex dolls and what happens with porn is that when they're done with it, they put it in the closet or they you know close their computer and that's it. It's gone. And so that's how people are being. That's how women are being treated, too. When I'm done with you, like, go away right? I send that bitch in an Uber, bye, like go, right? Or like, why are you still here? Or this is the culture that we've, and it all ties back to who do you think you are? I don't need to respect you. I didn't need to tell you that I was fucking four other bitches. Who the fuck do you think you are? Right? Why are you trying to stay here? Why are you trying to hang out? We already fucked. You don't need to go home. Like what do you think is going on here? Like, did you think that we were like close like that? Who do you think? Try to tell a dude like, oh, but you're acting like this or like that. Like you've been leading me on or you've been doing this or what the fuck am I finding out about this? But like, who are you to me? But like, why do you even think you could say that to me? Now, see, these are not responses from people who have been raised or groomed to be like, yo, you're not only as important as me, you're more important than me. It's my job to take care of you and protect you. That does not exist. So If you're out here as a woman being serious, having boundaries, you know, the dirty words, dirty words, standing up for yourself, saying no, you're not going to get a response of like, yo, I respect you. And like, I respect that you respect yourself and I see what you're about. 
and like, no, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean it that way or I shouldn't have said it that way or damn, is that how that came across? Instead, you had the guts to open your mouth. You had the guts to say something. Yo, who do you think you are? Sit the fuck down. Sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. You're not allowed to you're not allowed to have a fucking opinion. And I'll tell you what, the chicks that dudes like this would think would be allowed to have an opinion, like the, the, the kind of chicks that these dudes like are the kind of chicks that wouldn't have an opinion regardless. You see what I'm saying? Like they they are not even checking for you just based on that. They're looking for an entire package that reads no drama (laughs) right that's what it but the the hilarious part is that it's exactly those type of girls that have all the drama that's where all the drama comes from because when you have no substance drama is all you got drama is what you live off of because there is nothing else right so anyway back to it so you're confronted now with what you are like really like open your eyes look at what you're actually dealing with you're dealing with someone who's been programmed on many levels and who lives in a reality where rape culture is just culture like let's be clear about that right now do you understand that the only photos that we've seen of those detention centers are of the boys we have not seen where the girls are Do you know that no one can answer that question? No one can tell us where the girls are. No one. No one knows. You see what I'm saying? Rape culture is culture. That's it. That's that's where we are. That's where we're at. So this person who's saying this to you, he may not even realize himself exactly what he's saying, but you need to be the one who's woke. You need to realize what's being said to you. Right. So now step into the reality of the culture you live in and look at that person. And this is what you say to that person. This is what I would say to that person. Who do I think I am? I'm me. I'm me. I'm somebody who is not buying into any of the notions you have going on of what I need to be like for you to find me attractive. Matter of fact, now that I realize and it's been broken down for me, what you actually find attractive I think that's whack and I think you're whack for thinking it's attractive. I think you need to take responsibility for what you let into your eyes and into your mind and into your heart and into your muscles and into your fucking subconscious, right? I think you need to take better account of the culture that you're living in and that you're helping propagate before you ask me who do I think I am. Who do you think, who do y'all think you are? That's what I want to know. Who do you guys think you are? That's the only way to deal with something as blatant as I'm going to take the entire patriarchy and put it in your face and say, you know, it's bullying. It's, it's straight up bullying and say, what are you going to do about it? That's basically what who do you think you are is. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, I'm st- stepping over your boundaries, but what are you going to do about it? Who are you? Right. And so as simple as this message may seem, all you have to respond to that is I'm me. I'm not a a toy. I'm not a passing viral clip of somebody getting gagged with a dildo. I'm not I'm not. I'm not like a really rich successful businesswoman who still insists on pretending to look like a sex toy. I I'm not any of those things. But I can help you. 
And I do have a lot of thoughts about why you're being the way you're being. And I have a lot of suggestions too for what you could do to make your life better and probably our lives better. But I don't even know if I should share that with you because you got to be worthy of me to have access to that intelligence. See, that's what you don't get. Who do I think I am? I'm the one who has all the answers to the shit you need. We're the ones with the answers. That's why it's so important to train them to not think anything of us. Because once you suppress women, you control the culture. That's it. Once you suppress women, you control the culture. You control the narrative. Because it's the women who control the narrative. And when you take that power from them and you put it you you create this unnatural dynamic where now the males are cre- controlling the narrative. Well, what did you think they were going to come up with? You thought they were going to come up with like Wakandan females who are like defending and gorgeous and strong and smart and take no shit. You thought you thought that's what you thought that's what they would come up with? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Why does that movie stand in such glaring relief to everything else that is pop culture? Why is it such a phenomenon? Why is it such a big deal? Because watching the divine feminine at work is sublime. You can't take your eyes off it. It is natural for us to worship it. It is natural for us to be in awe of it. It's just, it's normal. It's as natural as like trees and grass and everything else in the world. It's life. Of course, it's intoxicating to watch life live and be and be, you know, uh, unapologetically alive. That's what makes that movie so magnetic. I mean, of course, there's several other factors, but don't forget (coughs) that our blueprint right the the black woman our blueprint for every soul on this planet is the one that's the most disrespected is the one that dies the most in emergency rooms is the one that dies most of heart attacks because nobody's taking them seriously because even if they're sitting in the emergency room nobody's looking at them because and i can't breathe from a white man sitting in a hospital room or a white woman sitting in a hospital room or even an Asian person sitting in a hospital room means a lot more than an I can't breathe from a black woman. Or, you know, a black man selling Lucy's on the street. It just it just means a lot more. And so what you're seeing in Black Panther is the the rightful elevation, the elevation to its rightful place of the blueprint of humanity. And look at how beautiful and intoxicating and amazing it is to witness. That's your what you're feeling when you watch that, irrespective of your color. What you're feeling is power. Because the divine feminine is undeniable. The power is there. It's at your fingertips. You know it. It's right behind your eyes. And that's what they pick up on when you talk to them a certain way. And they say to you, well, who do you think you are? And you know what? You don't even have to answer. Let the divine feminine answer for you. Every single female, male, people who identify as female, whatever's going on with you, every single one of us is able at any time to tap into that energy. There's lots of other energies you can tap into as well, but this is the most lucrative. This is the most powerful. This is the most soothing. It's all of those things in one. And it's also very strong, right? 
Never forget that this whole, remember the nasty woman thing that Trump said? Never forget that a huge part of the divine feminine is this really strong, almost violent, right, female urge that we, that we suppress that men are terrified of. And when they see it in us, they have a tendency to call us names because that's what kids do when they're scared. That's what small humans do when they're scared. They call people names. And so what upset him, the reason he called her nasty was because she called him out on something. And for probably the only time in those series of debates, she was, she asserted herself in a way that he couldn't sidestep and in a way that he couldn't intimidate her, which is what he did through the whole thing, right? Walking around her, behind her, all of it, predatory, right? But the one time she asserted herself, all of a sudden she became a nasty woman like me on YouTube. I, one time, one time, one video, please take it down. I don't want it there. And now all of a sudden I'm a scam. I'm a fraud. I'm a bully. I'm a bitch. I'm all these things. And I'm just like over here. Thank God for thank God, because now I know who rocks with me and who doesn't. Because if you believe any of that stuff, then like, good. Oh my God, please leave. Like you got to go. But this is what happens. The name calling, the maligning, all of it. It's textbook. You got, you got to see it. So when you are thrown that ball, right? Someone says that to you, even the, who do you think you are is another version of that, right? So when, when that ball is thrown at you, what I would suggest you do is don't throw it back. Don't throw it back. Somebody throws you that ball. Who do you think you are? Go high priestess on them. I know who I am. Oh, you don't know who I am? Damn. You're about to find out. <laughs> You're going to find out. Let's, let's find out together who I am. Let's find out together. So since you said that, the first person who I am is the person who doesn't fuck you. Okay? Let's get real clear on that. Since you decided that me standing up for myself and me saying what I want and what I don't want is such a problem that you had to question my identity, let's start with I'm going to tell you who I'm not. Later, I'm going to tell you who I am. But for now, let's start with who I'm not. I'm not the person who's going to fuck you. One. I'm not the person who's going to give a fuck if you run some dumb shit on me like, oh, if you're not going to fuck me, I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm not that bitch either. Two. I'm also not the bitch who's going to do anything for you since you want to disrespect me like this. Three. You want to fight? Four. <laughs> because, listen... If there was a better way, if there was an easier way to stand up for yourself, I'm all for it. But there isn't. There isn't. Because if you're dealing with someone who's already at the point where they feel like they can say that to you, they already feel like they can disrespect you. You see, this is why this is why so many guys don't fuck with me. And like other guys love me because like I'm yeah, that's black and white. It is. If someone is saying that shit to you, what they're saying is, I don't want to respect you. What makes you think that you can get respect from me when that should be universal? I should get that respect from you whether or not I assert the divine feminine. You can see Kali energy behind my eyes or not. But since you want to play this way and want to ask me these questions and make me explain myself and make me tap into like the greater cosmos and the Akashic you know, hall of like divine, pull that divine feminine book off the shelf, please. And read to this motherfucker from chapter eight, because he's asking me who I am. 
If that's where we're at, that's where we're at. And then you need to tell them. And the way that you do it is by controlling what's yours. You don't need to fuck somebody if they're disrespecting you. I'm sorry. That's crazy to me. Whenever I come across a DM, a friend texts me, just people, you know, I see people all the time here and there and they'll be like, oh my God, I've been watching your videos. I'm a Pisces or I'm this and that. This is what's happening with me. And as soon as they say, yeah, he was like this and like this, but then, you know, we started sleeping together again, but then we never addressed the thing. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you, are you actively sleeping with somebody who's disrespecting you? Because you know what that's doing to you. Let's forget the physical. I'm talking metaphysical. Do you know what that's doing to you? You know what that would be like? You know why I made such a big deal out of that Peace Dealer video? Because I know what it means for me to have to silently swallow that. I know what it means to walk around knowing that I've been violated, that my rights, that my wishes have been violated, right? And I'm just not saying anything. Then you know what that makes me? That makes me a victim. That makes me a victim. Whether I want to be one, whether I identify as that or not, I'm walking around with that energy because I let somebody do that to me. And I didn't say anything and I didn't stand up for myself. Why? Because I was scared. Because, I, well, if I had been scared of anything, it would have been of some shit like this, of like someone actually out here trying to actively ruin your career. That's what you come up against for just saying no to a guy, right? So if you let yourself back into a situation where you know that person is disrespectful to you and you're sleeping with that person, you're violating yourself and you feel that you carry that victimization because you are victimizing yourself and you're letting somebody victimize you. If they don't respect you, they shouldn't be anywhere near you, let alone touching you. And then what you run into with people is, oh, but then if it's like that, then I'll never have sex again. I'm saying, I'm not sure what kind of sex y'all are having. I'm just going to go and put it out there. Maybe this is something that's like specific to people who fuck with porn. But there might, there must be some new way out there of fucking that you guys are into that replaces the need to be respected. And you know what? That must be some meth shit. That must be some shit that I never want to touch because, uh, that must be some good shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That must be some really, really good shit to want to go back to again and again or want to feel that that victimhood for. That dick must be on a whole other level. Or like if it's women with women or whatever, that, that sex must be on a whole other level for you to want to sacrifice. From the sex that I've had and from what I've been around, I, I've just not been blessed to ever be around the kind of fucking that would make me go, oh, you're going to treat me like dirt. You're going to, oh, you're going to, you're going to also talk to me like I'm shit. Okay. Uh, oh, you're also fucking other people. Okay. Yes, of course you are. Uh, but yeah, you can also fuck me because the dick is that good. Nah, stop letting this rape fucking culture lie to you and make you think some shit like that. It's not true. You are being fed it. It's not that good. It's not worth that. You know that. You know it's not worth that. No matter how many Instagram posts you see, no matter how many raps about doing this for the D or doing that for the D, do you get what's going on here? Do you get how you are being reduced day by day, post by post, trend by trend into a fucking punchline? 
Your sexuality, this mother goddess thing that keeps the core spinning, this thing that brings life again and again and again into this world that we just sit back and watch these motherfuckers slaughter. This, you are being reduced to a fucking caption, to a punchline, to a rap challenge. This, that, and the other for the D. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Again, we remember what that challenge was about. It was about 10 different ways that I would disrespect myself, my family, my this, my that. I would go to all types of lengths and do all types of things that are out of the norm and probably disrespectful to myself for the D. You remember this, right? This is what I'm talking about. It's all around you, this fucking rape culture. It's everywhere. And that's why when you say rape culture, people get so like, ooh. Because it's like the Me Too thing. Now all of a sudden you see what guys are saying everywhere. Guys are like, oh, this Me Too thing. You can't even talk to nobody no more. You can't do anything no more. Everyone's got a Me Too story. Women are just out here to try to get every man. No, that's just how much this shit has been going on. That's how much it happens. And it happens everywhere all the time. Do you think all of these things are unrelated? You think all of this is a fucking coincidence? Of course not. How can we, with a clear conscience, really be surprised at everything we know about Weinstein and everything that's been going on in Hollywood for all these years? How can we honestly be surprised when we know that most of Hollywood funds the California porn industry as well? How can we be surprised? These are the same people. This is the same dirty money. Yo, (laughs) you remember Big Lebowski? You remember? You remember Jackie Treehorn? You remember? Like, all of this shit is related. All of it. You can't, anywhere where you scratch the surface, you're going to come across this, like, what seems like, a barely perceptible network and it spans everything it spans media it spans social media it spans literature it's everywhere it's just it's our culture is imbued with it and it's in some ways so subtle that you would miss it and if you are one of the people who's listening to this and like I really don't see this trust me bro you're just missing it because it's right in front of you but it's clear it, it's like putting a clear filter over something that's just slightly tainting everything. And you, you can't see things for what they are. And so what happens then is when you stop being what you are naturally inclined to be, which is this powerhouse of energy and love and, you know, like serious strength, right? When you are talked out of that role, you no longer connect with people the way that you should. You're connecting with them from a place of weakness. And regardless of whether or not it's your fault or not, that interaction will never be as good as it could be if you were standing in your power. So you're interacting with people out of this sense of like victimhood because you don't even know it yourself, but you were so oppressed by the culture and all the suppositions of the culture that you not you are not connecting properly with anyone that you could have a relationship with because someone who is powerless can't be in a productive or, to- or non-toxic relationship, in a beneficial relationship, 
right? So am I saying that on some level, all women have been weakened by the establishment? Absolutely, that's what I'm saying. Absolutely, that's what I'm saying. Yo, you can't change it if you don't address it. You can't. You can't move past things. I think a lot of people were like, whoa, she just like came out in a podcast last week and like addressed all the shit that he was saying. Yeah, because yo, if you can't address it, you can't move past it. I can't linger on shit. I can't wallow about shit. I like to address shit, deal with it, move on. That's my thing. And you and, and a lot of people don't do that. They will, they will run their whole lives from evolution because they can't take that five seconds of facing the difficult thing. Take the five seconds and face the difficult thing. Yes, on some level, we have all been bred to feel victimized and to play that victim role. Fine. You got it out in the open. Look at it. Yes, it's ugly. Yes, you're mad. Yes, it's unfortunate. No, it's not your fault. But here we are. Okay, so if here we are now, what the fuck do we do about it? Easy. Once you recognize something, you don't have to keep living by it. And you don't need to surround yourself by people who keep adhering to that structure. And when they call you out, in their blind, dark cave that they're in, trying to point fingers at you and saying, well, who do you think you are? Motherfucker, I'm the one standing in the light. That's who I am. Will you come on out of the dark? If you were standing out here with me, you would see how much I'm radiating. You wouldn't ask me who the fuck I am. I'm the sun, all right? That's who the fuck I am. Who the fuck are you, right? When you're standing in your power and you can admit That we are being bred into a culture that teaches us victimization on a basic level. I mean, you got fucking little girls in in cribs with princess Disney princess sheets. Come the fuck on, man. Like from jump, we are being bred this way. And so just face it. Realize it. Don't mourn it. Don't be upset. Don't get down on yourself. It's not your fault. The only thing that is your fault is after you realize shit like this, you go back to being that way. Like after listening to this and like agreeing with it and realizing that you're better than that, if you still let some fuck boy treat you like a piece of ass, that's your fault. That's your fault. And it'll hurt worse because you'll know that shit was your fault because you'll know that that shit ain't right and that you did something to yourself that now your subconscious is walking around going, I ain't shit. I ain't shit. I'm fucked up. I'm a piece of trash. Why? Because you let somebody treat you like trash. So in the same way, not as extreme, but in some way, psychologically more terrifying. Who do you think you are? Don't talk to me like that. Who do you think you are? I'm me. I'm me. Oh, you don't, you don't, you don't want to talk to me. You don't want to be around me. This is how you want to be. Bye. 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 Go. I'll tell you like this because the hour is almost up. I know it went fast. I'll tell you like this. My father told me this in his clan. It's one of the only clans in South Asia where the women are never hit. And South Asia, domestic violence is a huge problem, but the Rajputs don't hit their women. One, because they're a military clan. So everyone is, you know, they, they don't marry outside of the clan. So it's huge. It's like all over India, Pakistan. They don't marry outside of the clan, but the clan is a military clan. So whoever you're marrying has got cousins and brothers and everything who are in the army or the air force, just like you. And they will come over and shoot you in the fucking head. It's been like this for a really long time. So it's probably swords and shit back in the day. Okay. So because of that, they don't beat their women. So when things get truly out of hand and the guy, of course, doesn't put his hands on her, but he disrespects her in some way, says some dumb shit to her. This is what Rajput women do. They bounce wait a minute, but they bounce out your life. They bounce. They will not speak to you. They will not look you in your face. They will not let you be around them. They will ghost you to a level 
that is like unheard of. They will just ghost the fuck out of you. Like leave little babies, screaming babies on your doorstep. Like take your child and raise it. Ghost you. Like on some other shit, ghost you. And every story that I've heard all growing up and from everyone that I meet that's Rajput, people aren't even related to me. They all say the same thing. Rajput women know how to straighten a man out. And all that means, whenever you ask them details, well, what happened? Oh, she left. She came back home. She sat her ass at home, would not answer the door, would not answer the phone, would not see this person for nothing. For how long? For as long as it takes. Well, how long does it take? What are you looking for? What's the end game? For that motherfucker to come back crawling on his knees, apologizing, begging, promising he'll never do it again. And if everybody, my friends, my family, and everybody sees him crawl and beg and agrees with it, then maybe we give him a second chance. But the second his voice starts to raise even a decibel after that, oh, it's over. And once it's, and, and that's it. You get that one chance, maybe, if you beg and crawl and cry and everything. But if you fuck that up, oh, that's it. And it was such a strict thing with them. Rajput women are no fucking joke. They're so strict about it that it's just become like a legend. And it's a le- it's not even a legend. It's not even an urban myth because that shit is real. Like talk to Rajput men and they'll be like, nah, never. Don't ever, don't, just don't, just don't, just do what she says. Because she knows what's up. Just do what she says. Because, and if you, even if you're going to talk to her about something that you don't like, just be real respectful. Because if she ices you, if she ghosts you, that's it. Like, you're fucked. And once you're out there in the world trying to find another woman who's going to tell it to you straight and actually be the lioness standing behind you, guarding you, once you don't have that and you walk around with some fucking blow-up doll talking ill shit, dumb shit all over the place and people start coming for you, you think that woman's going to protect you? You think she's smart enough to even do it? You think she's strong enough? She wasn't even strong enough to stand up to you, Holmes. How's she going to stand up to the world for you? You understand what I'm saying? These dudes think they want a woman who's going to be docile and demure. But what happens when the world comes for you, Holmes? Because the world always comes for you. What happens when the world comes for you? You got a fucking blow up doll next to you. She All she know how to do is suck dick. You want her out there sucking your haters dicks? That's what you're going to do with this hoe? Like what, what? what's the plan? What's the game plan? Because things don't stay rosy forever. You see what I'm saying? It may be a little inconvenient to have a warrior as a wife. But only in peacetime, my dude. In wartime, that's the bitch you want. And guess what? It's wartime. We live in a lightning fast society. It's wartime every other second. You never know where that shit's going to come from. You see what I'm saying? So this is what you hit them with. You hit them with the fucking facts. You need me. Don't try to treat me like some kind of dumbass plastic fucking doll. Because when this shit comes down on you, you're going to need a bitch like me to fucking help you out and tell you where you're fucking up and tell you that friend is no good and, and you need to quit that fucking job. Why don't you take your ass back to school? Blah, 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 blah. All the rest of it, right? A warrior? Because it's wartime. Because this fucking rape culture has left us no other choice. And even when we did have a choice, why would you want to be anything else? Why would you want to be anything else than be the strongest, smartest, 
most beautiful, most confident version of yourself? Why would you ever want anything less for yourself? Why? Because some people might make some mean videos about you or some dumb ass fucking women will go along and hate on you for it. Yo, fuck them. Fuck them and everybody else who wants to remain a part of this dirty fucking rape culture. Because that's all it is. Whenever your wishes are being denied and all you're asking for are your basic human rights and basic decency, that's what you refer to. Anyone on the other side of that argument, men, women, especially women, you too good for that. You're too good for that. Rise above it. Don't even address it anymore. Just you, you, you wanted to know who I am. I'm going to tell you and then I'm going to keep it moving. I'm going to keep it moving because the alternative is I'm going to punch you in your face or slap you and make you feel real stupid and then you'll know who I am. So instead of doing all that, I'm just going to tell you how it is and I'm going to keep it moving. And you come find me when you fucking realize that it's serious out here, that this isn't a fucking game and what you don't want is some dumb hoe calling you after you done fucked up your whole life and been like, oh my God, you ruined us. Bitch. (laughs) Ugh. All right. So that's my little (laughs) rant for this week. Yo, seriously, this shit is fun. I love hanging out with you guys like this. I love the topics. I love that you guys write me back. I love that you do your like snaps and Instagram stories and all that shit. Thank you so much for the support. Thank you so much for understanding. Thank you so much for even helping me through all this fucking hateration this horrible like thing that was like put on me. I don't even really mind it, but it's just been so nice to have your support and your understanding. Like I think honestly, not to sound cheesy, but all shit like this ever does is bring people closer together. Like I feel like in a lot of ways, that dumb fucking video, that slanderous video he made about me actually like gelled the revolution even more because people are like, yo, if you're not about this life, just get the fuck out. Just leave now. Just leave now. Like I've had to block mad people off the channel like in the past like two days because I'm like, oh, you like you rolling like this. Get out of here. Get out of here. Like we don't need that. You know, so in the same way, when the patriarchy pushes back on you and says, what do you mean? No. How dare you have, you know, an opinion? Be the same way. Just be like, oh, this is awesome. I'm glad this is happening because it gives us a chance to like separate things out. You know what I'm saying? Like now we know who's who and and where we're standing. That's actually lovely that we want to know where we stand. You know what I'm saying? I don't like vague. I like knowing where I stand. Oh, you rock with me or you don't rock with me. That's cool. That's cool. But now we know where the lines are. And once you know where the fucking lines are, you can start reinforcing your lines. And you can start saying, yeah, no, that's my line right there that you're about to cross. Be careful. (laughs) See how that goes over. See how it goes over if you start telling dudes to be fucking careful before they even open their fucking mouth to say some dumb shit. Because that's the shit I'm on. I'm at the point now where I can just look at a dude and be like, "Mm mm-hmm. And they'll know and they'll start to say some shit and I'll be like, be careful. And they'll just start laughing because they know because they know already that I'm about to say some dumb shit and then she's going to fucking read me. And so I'll just tell them before and I'm like, yo, be careful. And they just start laughing. Oh, my bad. No, I wasn't going to say nothing. No, I was like, yeah, you were. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were. That's okay. We'll get there. (laughs) We'll get there. I love you guys. What a ride, huh? I'll see you next week and we can talk about neuroplasticity and reprogramming the subconscious. How about it? 
Uh, I'll put this on SoundCloud. It's on Anchor. It should be on iTunes already and across all major platforms. If you cannot find it on your platform, hit me up on Instagram, email me, leave me a voice message here on Anchor, and I will try to figure it out for you. Shout out the people at Anchor. They've been great about getting it out. Shout out iTunes for picking up the podcast so early. Shout out myself for having a platform where I can say shit like shout out. (laughs) DJ Nark signing out. I love you guys. Another episode down. I'll see you next week. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app free for iOS and Android.